May I take your order? I will have a uh, pepperoni pizza, please. <laughs> Ain't no pepperoni pizza. Oh, I'm sorry, but it does say Pizza Hut and Taco Bell, so I thought maybe I could get some uh, pizza as well. It says pizza and it says taco, but we only got taco. <laughs> You're being tortured. Oh. All right. Order another pizza. I think I see where this is headed. Just okay. order the oh, no. damn pizza. All right, we'll have a uh, pizza with extra cheese, please. There ain't no pizza. You can have a chalupa, burrito, uh, chiro. Now, it does say Pizza yeah. Hut Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to hell. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. It is episode 111. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, uh, where today we didn't choose a we title. We did not for this choose one. a title. Um, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah. Animated and intoxicated. That's lovely. There it is. Mm. So where today is animated and intoxicated. Uh, good, good thinking there, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, I said, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, it's because you just. It's because of Soul Station. It's got. Yep, yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right, bro. Oh, that's on. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And I'm disappointed in myself still for saying bro. Why, bro? That's just a dirty word. Brosif? Come, come on, bro. Bro, come on, brosif. No, bro's not. Um, bro's not bad. It's bro. Hey, bro. Or bro. Or, yeah, mac, bro. or what, what? What does fucking Brian always say? Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> See, when you when you spin it into a when you spin it into a little punny name like that, it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. What's up, boys? Not much, sir. How are you? Good. Happy Halloween week. Oh, ha- what? Because uh, Halloween comes out this week, gentlemen. Oh, I was like, I was like, we are, we're only halfway through the month. I did Michael. the exact same thing earlier today, which is why I... doesn't matter. Happy Halloween week. Thank you. And uh, we're going to see Halloween on Saturday. Jay, are you going with us? Hopefully, we if we it. can get tickets. You're doing it. Doing it. Nice. If we can get tickets, we should probably buy those now. Because um, yeah, that's a good idea. That's gonna be. Smart thinking. Right, we, so I, got should, the, I got the thinks. We yep. should see if we can host a showing of it at a theater. <laughs> <laughs> I got the best company to hook us up. I don't even remember the name of the fucking company Fuck anymore. I, what Phantom, was the name of it? Phantom Events or something like that? No. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Screw them. Fuck them. They were not behind the mask. Mm. Actually, they were because the guy that owns it made the. So <laughs> technically, it was. Oh boy! Yeah, how how, how have you guys been? Good, <laughs> well, really, really good. What's, yeah, what's been going on? Not a whole lot. Prepping for a show tomorrow. Uh oh. This week, so uh, we got some new fancy shirts made. And uh, who are you playing with again? Oh yeah, we're playing with uh, a little band called Steelheart. <laughs> if, you've, if you've Stand ever seen, <laughs> shout! If you've ever seen the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg, uh, it's very obvious that Mark Wahlberg did not sing in that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the band that basically did the music for the movie, at least the, the vocals, the singer, uh, it was the singer uh, of the band called Steelheart. And uh, oh yes, they play all the Rockstar songs, dude. Oh yes. I'm kind of bummed I can't go. Why can't you? Because, well, because on Saturday I've got a babysitter booked all day long. I'm not so? going to double book her for the same weekend. Because, Mike, I don't like you or your band that much. Don't look at me. I, 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 just, I, 
I'm just, not going to your show. That's just all. Duct tape the kids to the wall. I've, they I've, won't be able to get into anything, and just leave for a few. Hours. I've gone to my I've gone to my one night hunt show that I'm required to go to as a friend, and uh, that's that's the last of it. You're gonna miss out, man. <laughs> You're gonna miss out. We're gonna we're gonna get some food beforehand. Did we're you gonna get some buffalo <clears throat> chicken wings with some some buffalo sauce? I, I know love, how much I love buffalo chicken I know, wings. I know you do. Damn You're it. missing out, my friend. <laughs> did you did you have a talk with your bass player Pat about what? Well, I looked up the other bands on the on the. Um, on the on the on the, on oh, the show, the, the bill, <laughs> and on the bill, if you will. Well, and, there's, uh, one more, there's, there's one more band added now, so it might not hold true. Okay, because I did, I did notice I I noticed a, a disturbing trend that all the bass players and all of the bands kind of go with the leather vest with no shirt underneath look. I do have a leather vest that I can bring for Pat. So <laughs> and uh, I, I thought maybe <laughs> I thought maybe Pat should fall in line. I'm thinking. Oh, speak of the devil! He's texting me right now. He knows. Uh, he, it's got to be his eyes. Must be. Uh... Don't read a text right now. We're recording I was going to show ask you. Him. I was literally going to ask him right now. No, live. I, no, because I don't have enough. I don't have enough to say to fill up this space. <laughs> <laughs> what have you, you been up to, Jay? Oh, I took a spontaneous camping trip up up north a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say I took a spontaneous shit. I don't know why. Why? Those are never spontaneous. What's wrong with you? Those are planned. I, I mean, uh, occasionally. Yeah. yeah. After like a like, you ever had one of those days where you go to Qdoba twice, and they're spontaneous, and that's bad news if it's spontaneous because yeah. you don't know what's coming. And it's the, last, the last three weeks in a row, we've had some sort of shit talk somewhere. In our show. <laughs> you, talk, you talking shit, bro? You talking shit? Let's talk about it. All right. Yeah. So you so you went on an impromptu camping trip. We did, and it was like twenty feet off the water. Yeah, and it was twenty eight degrees, <laughs> and we we're staying in a tent. So oh. it was you were in a tent? Yeah. Your friend had a camper there. She though, did right? with her three kids in there. So. Oh, so there was no room for you and yeah, Sarah. We probably could have made something work, but what's the fun in that? You guys call well, up. And they tented it. They heated the tent up. Oh yeah. Oh because yeah. <laughs> oh, they got because they got a space we, heater, baby. <laughs> we didn't have a space heater. Not the first night, but last night we definitely used it. And uh, yeah, it was a good time, man. Just to relax and bonfire it up and. Yeah, I hear, man. have some brews. I hear that you had a very interesting trip to English Gardens. I did. So I didn't hear this. Well, I'll just show you first. Look what happened to my hands. Oh, God. What is that? <laughs> well, at first glance, you would think I just got attacked by a squirrel or something like yeah. that. But we were shopping for a new stand-up Christmas tree. I mean, as opposed to if there were any other kind of Christmas trees, like uh, do they lay down? Not usually, uh, but I've seen them be mounted to the ceiling before. Fair enough. Like, they do that, like upside-down ones, where like, they get the ornaments, <laughs> which are actually pretty fucking cool. I kind of want one to be honest. Cool. <laughs> so a stand-up Christmas tree for inside the house, fake. You're taking this vegan thing a little far, by the way. Hey. You won't even get a real tree anymore. No, let them breathe outside. I'm not cutting it down, all right? But he's got a leather skirt around it. Oh. <laughs> hey, I could make you one. Hey, there you go. Jets. Jets leather. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, so we're walking through the plant area browsing, and I happen to trip over a potted plant on the ground, and I fall right into a cactus. Are you serious? And now i got 200 stab holes oh all over my, my hand. That's amazing. Oh. The only thing better about that story is that you believed it. Dingus! <laughs> what, what happened then? Well, the, the frosty 28 degree weather up north just happened to just take a shit on my hands and cut it everywhere. So it's just chapped hands? It's just chapped hands. You guys are Extremely assholes. bad ones. But, but yeah, I knew you were going to look at him and be like, oh, what happened to his hands? So I had to have something cool. Yeah, yeah he, sh- he showed me when I come down. We got, we got to spin this and do a fun story and just make James believe it for a minute. You guys are dicks. Uh, that's that that story is not nearly as fun. No, you should have just stuck with the squirrel thing. 
Yeah, I would have believed that actually, because you seem like you seem like the type of person who could actually make a squirrel come up to them. Well, yeah, I'm a squirrel whisperer. <laughs> come, come here, little squirrel. I got candy. <laughs> candy, little squirrel. <laughs> I picked up a live squirrel and had it on my shoulder once. Serious? Are, no, are you bullshitting me no, again? I'm serious now. I, it okay, was a baby. I don't. This I never sounds, know when to believe you. This sounds weird, but how? Have you, have you ever had that fleeting thought where, like, how cool would it be if, like, I just like, like, there was like a bird that was like flying around. And it just came and landed on me, and I could like talk to it. Like you just it's hold, like, you hold like, your arms bird. out, and nature just comes like to Creed, you. like Creed style. Yeah, like, with the arms <laughs> wide open, come to me, birdies. <laughs> yes, that's. <laughs> Uh, but you don't have Scott Stapp's magic powers. I don't. That he don't. was adorned with by um, Jesus Christ himself. That's so. true. That's true. Oh, what are you um, do? speaking of mistakes, like Creed, let's get into some <laughs> things we got wrong last week. <laughs> let's do it. Stupid! You're so stupid! <laughs> All right. First and foremost, <laughs> one correction is I got to call you guys out because we just went back and we were listening to something. And I had, you always call me out on my vocal cracks. And I had one of the worst ones I've ever had on this show. I'm sorry, you I'm you sorry, seem man. like the type of guy. <laughs> you seem like you could get a squirrel to come over to you. Hey, man, you want to come over to my house and play with my squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what kind oh of actual God. corrections do we have for fuck's sake? Um, you want to start it yeah, off or you want I, me to? Yeah, I got it. Uh, so we said last week... <laughs> You can't do that when I'm drinking, you piece of shit. <laughs> I mentioned last week that uh, Miguel Cabrero uh, was a two-time um, Triple Crown winner. He was only a, only a one-time Triple Crown winner, but um, but in the, this in the guy's year incredible. of our Lord 2012. This guy's incredible, though. He's been uh, he's been a two-time American League MVP, a four-time AL batting champion, and eleven-time MLB All Star. That's incredible. What a what a fucking career. Yeah. Baseball, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like you know anything I about love the, baseball. Uh, there's, there's that little clip of him where they they put all the funny clips of his together, like when like someone's standing on, or he's on base or something like, like that, he and, he, and he's people. like messing with the yeah, other guy, yeah. or, or he runs over and like falls over the wall to catch a ball and steals a guy's nacho and eats of it <laughs> out does, of the stands. He does do that all the time, <laughs> That's man. so funny, man. Um, he was, though, for the for the Triple Crown, though. Uh, he did that in 2012. He was the first one to get a Triple, triple Crown in 45 years, though. That's pretty cool. That's pretty crazy. It was a big Since, deal. Since uh, '67 or something, uh, like whatever that. it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a big. Awesome. It was a really, really big deal when he got it, though. Yeah, it was really exciting. It was that was because uh, as much as we say we don't watch sports, we are. We, I actually we do, keep up on sports a little. bit. I do bit. actually watch baseball this season, not so much, but Beast Barrel. Typically, I do. I like watching football. I don't, I don't come across as a feet barrel guy, but I love watching football. I don't know why. Hey, man. How hard do you sports? <laughs> I'm sportsing so hard. All right. So anyway, it's um, gonna be annoying to everyone now. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 enough of that. Uh, <clears throat> I started listening to Pet Cemetery, the audio book, right? Okay. Uh, the one that's uh narrated by Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall, nice. Yeah. And uh, you know, big Dexter fan, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Very sexual voice. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about the. The trailer last week, and and we were talking about the kids in the mask, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense, and blah blah sure. blah blah blah. It actually does. When I I got into the book, and Judd Crandall makes a point to tell Lewis that, um, the kids are the ones who actually take care of the trail, leading up to the the pet cemetery. Sure. Like nobody asks them to do it. The kids just for some reason 
every yeah. every summer there's a group of kids who goes up there and they they tend to the trail and they sure. tend to the actual cemetery and stuff like that. So it makes sense. Although in the trailer he makes it sound like the kids dare each other to go up there because they're so scared of it. In the book it's not really like that. Like the kids actually cherish this place, you know what I mean? Because it's where all their beloved pets are. Uh Ouija boards. I said something about Ouija boards being made by Mattel. They were actually made by Parker Brothers. Oh. And now they are made by Hasbro. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the, what was the, uh, the guy who died last week. We were talking about a death last week. The claim, the guy who did like really oh, amazing yeah. claymation um, stuff. I can find his name. I can't now. remember his name, but we mentioned uh, Return to Oz, and I called the... Uh, the giant talking claymation wall, the Goblin King. It was actually the Gnome King. So the Goblin King's from Labyrinth. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, yeah Jareth. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, we were talking about Greg Nic- Nicotero being credited as the director yeah. of Creepshow, or whether he was just the, uh, would you di- would you call him? Uh, sorry, his name was uh, Will Vinton. Will Vinton, yeah. That was his name. Um, what did you call him? The director... Uh, oh, he was like the, uh, the, the creative director. Creative director. He actually, like that, yeah. I, on on the IMDb IMDb page, Greg IMDb. Nic- <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's a totally different page. IMDb. Uh, he is actually credited as the director, but being that it hasn't, yeah, started my, yet, I'm guessing. Like, if my you go, guess is that it'll be like the old show where it's different directors every episode, like that. Right. And plus, he's got his hands full of The Walking Dead. I highly doubt that he's going to have time to do. Well, I was a actually going to seasons worth of show. I was actually going to relate it to The Walking Dead. I'm sure back in 2008 or whatever when mm-hmm. The Walking Dead started, if you had gone to the IMDb page at that time, it would have only said probably one director. And now it says Greg Nicotero plus 35 other directors. So I'm guessing as Creep Show starts. Yeah, Nicotero is gonna be at the helm in the beginning or whatever, but they're probably gonna bring other directors. Uh, in. yeah, it could be. It remains to be seen, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that breaks down. Speaking of The Walking Dead, yeah, uh, Walking Dead has had an all-time low in uh, viewers uh, last week. Really, it was the lowest viewership they've had in the entire in the history of the show. Really, yeah, that show is. Uh, that show is gonna be gone. People soon. have been saying that for a long time yeah. now. Yeah, it's the, only it's only sad. I mean, I think the show sucks, but it's only sad. <laughs> you don't watch it. You can't possibly be, say be, that. I don't watch it because it sucks. Nah. Um, it's only bad because it's another horror show. It's biting the dust. Seems like a lot of the horror shows are uh, going the way of the buffalo. Is no, say. no. There's always no? plenty of. I mean, people are raving about the haunting of Hill House on that's Netflix. True. Um, but that's a lot Netflix, of people though. like that Channel Zero show. Yeah. So it seems like streaming horror does really well, but network horror. Well, even even American Horror Story, for all of its faults, yeah, people true. are still watching that, that. You know, I just forget about that. So. And the season's supposedly really good. So, yep. all right, forget I said that. So anything. basically, correction: Mike's an idiot. Correction. And that's the uh, last of our corrections. People do watch horror. Yeah. No, there you go. People do. All right, James. What are we uh, doing this week? All right. So this week we decided. Uh, last week we spun the wheel of pizza death. Pizza death. death. Pizza. Death pizza. Death pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and we we came up with uh, animated movies. Uh, we, did? We, we did one horror comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely more comedy than it was horror. That's from the intro that you heard at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was well, called... Welcome to hell. <laughs> welcome to hell. Yeah, we ain't got no pizza. Um, <laughs> that was called Hell and Back. Yep. And then we also did the animated prequel to Train to Busan mm-hmm. called Soul, Soul Station. Station. Yes. Uh, and then... Sorry, I should have had this out before. As we as we reach into the uh, cooler of death 
pizza beer. Death pizza beer. Uh, Mike's going to have to explain <laughs> okay. this one, but this is from Nowhere in Particular. It's well, this, we recently did one. We that. recently did Batch 27 from Nowhere in Particular, and if you re- if you don't remember about this uh, this brewer, it's a... It's just one single guy who goes in, he travels around. He's a hobo. He's a homeless guy. He's a hobo. Basically. He travels around and he uh, he rents out empty stills in other um, in other breweries. Correct. And 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 makes very small batches of like one time one time run. Yep. We had uh, of these beers. We had and batch twenty eight cool. last time. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Batch yep. twenty seven. This is batch thirty. No, this is batch twenty nine. Batch twenty nine. You, you were close on both okay. those. Right. <laughs> so from nowhere in particular, batch number twenty nine, cherry limeade sour. Damn. Right. Uh, ale brewed with cherries and limes. The beer you're holding is a beer that will never be made again. It is only one of its kind and represents an ever changing lineage meant to abolish monotony and clear the way for audacity. Stimulated? Well, then visit. Nipbrewco.com for intimate details about the can in your hand. And that's what we, uh, that's the same thing it said last time. I think yeah. we need, need to actually go. Well, and, let, me, let me tell you why I chose this and yeah. you can look up, uh, you can look up what they just told you to look up. So I watched Soul Station today. Yeah. And something dawned on me about this movie and we'll get more into this while, while, when we talk about it. But that movie was very, very, very hard on the homeless population. Yeah. And, and it never really forgave itself for it. Like, it was pretty much, they just treated homeless people like shit in that movie, and there was really no rhyme or reason as to why they did it. Uh, there was. The whole the whole, the whole, whole like movie said, had undertones of social injustice. I, no, 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 and I, I get that. I'm just saying, though. My point was this. Idiot. My point was this. And we'll get into this when we talk about it, but there was not, no real happy ending for the homeless people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, cartoon horror is, is was fairly difficult to find a beer for. I thought about getting the uh, the Duff beer energy drinks, and we could drink those. But I'm like, I don't really need an energy drink at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> um, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna pour one out for our pour one out for the homeless for, homies for homeless homies. Yeah, okay. So that's what we're going with. That, that. makes this sense. Is, yeah. This is cheers to the homeless guys because they got treated like shit in that movie, and I felt really bad. Yeah, for they them. really did. So we're, uh, um, we're cheers to them. All right. So batch 29 cherry limeade sour. Remember when lack of vitamin C used to kill people? No more. Well, in all the fairness, as a society, as a society, we may have solved that as a society a while ago, but why not keep fighting the good fight? This limey bastard will hit your recommended daily allowance and then some. Uh, I'm, I've got a weird cadence right now. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. Uh, we threw as many cherries, both sour and tart, and limes as we could at this cute little number, and came up with a tasty sour beer reminiscent of the cherry limeade that we all used to drink at the pool or the soda shops as kids. Full of lime and cherry flavor, nice and tart, and just sweet enough to balance the whole thing out. Chug some beers like we do. Drink promiscuously and have fun, friends. I like that he <laughs> he always he always makes it a point in all of his because I've read through some of the other mm-hmm. the beers that he's done, and he he's always you know everybody else is like uh, you know drink responsibly, drink in moderation. He's like nah, let's get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so responsibly, mind you. All right, so let's do this. <clears throat> Ooh, the foam coming out the top. I'm pretty like... excited about this one. Ooh, smells, it smells like a cherry tarty. limeade. <laughs> All right. Cheers, cheers, boys. Cheers, gentlemen. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's delicious. Really good. That's really good. It kind of sucks that... Um, Let, uh, ooh, it, yeah. It kind of sucks that it'll never be made again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, dude. I'm, it's I'm, a cool, I'm becoming it's, a very it's a really big fan cool of this concept. Guy. Yeah. If he ever comes to Detroit, I want to like track him down and see if we can like meet this dude. 
He's by the sounds of it, he's like, uh, like he doesn't. He's like, just he's an enigma. He, like he's he just... is like they, there's even you try and find a picture of this guy online, and you can find like <laughs> pictures where he's holding something up at the camera, and his face is blurred in the background. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's uh he he's is. Gotta that's be like a, a good way of putting it. He's like an enigma. Some, there's got to be like like brewers though. Like we know some local breweries. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some brewers that know who this guy is. I've heard of him before, and they've heard of him doing this kind of stuff. We should try and get him to come to Baffin. Do you see cool. that Baffin's doing liquor now? <clears throat> they, they are. They're putting in distill, uh, distills or stills. A uh, distills. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're putting, putting in, in distills. I know <laughs> uh, they put in uh, stills. I don't know if it's at that location or if they bought another building, but uh, they're going to be doing spirits. I mean, last time we went there, they were talking about ex- like expanding into a so new building. So maybe they did so. buy something, but yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some pictures online of them. Uh, nobody knows what we're talking about. It's a local brewery <laughs> down the street from us. Uh, they're delicious, but Just they're great tiny, beer, yeah. tiny place. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be making spirits now. Uh, vodka. Um, whiskey, awesome gin, probably. Yeah, gin, probably. Who the hell knows? Uh, whatever they want to make. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's what we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. You know what? I just realized the What's laugh. That? Of our guy right there. Yeah. That sounds like the guy. Oh, we don't got no pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> That's me, isn't it? Was that me? I can't remember. I think it was. <laughs> All right. I couldn't tell because there was no vocal cracks in there. All right. Let's bring it down for a second. We got to talk about a death. Oh, no. Um, we're a local boy this time. Uh, so not every, if you're listening to this outside of Detroit, you might not know who this is, uh, but you might actually, because they think they were a nationally syndicated show, were they not? Yeah, Maybe. I think they were, yeah. So so you might know who we're talking about. Uh, in Detroit, though, on uh, on 101.1 The Riff, there was a legendary morning duo named uh, called Drew and Mike. Yeah. And uh, Mike, or uh, yeah, Mike Clark of Drew and Mike uh, passed away in his sleep the other night yep. at uh, 63 years old. They yep. did not say what the cause of death was. I, at least I have not read. Uh, he's, um, he's, he's had... He's had uh, health issues for quite a while i i read something about he had he at one point had like a paralyzed vocal cord and stuff like that so he maybe there was something trouble. i kind of wondered because uh, aaron and i are have always been huge fans of the drew and mike show they yeah. they had a radio show for a long long time yep. and then the the uh the 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 uh not network with the hell's station the, the station that they were on rebranded and yeah. brought in a bunch of new guys, and they basically got canned. Well, they brought in the number one morning show in the state. Oh, Dave and, Dave and Chuck they, the Freak. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I can't blame them. Yeah. Drew and Mike were kind of slacking in the ratings at this point. They're getting older. Uh, I don't know if they were based. slacking the ratings, but... No, they were. They weren't They weren't pulling in the numbers they used to. That was the whole reason for the change. I will punch you in the throat. I know people. Okay. They did start a podcast, <clears throat> though, daily. Right, so yeah. they, they started the Drew and Mike podcast, uh, which we continued listening to because, like I said, we were huge fans. And it's a wildly <laughs> popular podcast. I think it's actually one of the most popular podcasts in the country right now mm-hmm. but um uh like they called it the drew and mike podcast but mike ended up <laughs> kind of just coming in sparingly yeah so they're gonna keep the name he's drew lane said we'll keep the name forever uh even without mike but um 
I kind of like we we were kind of speculating like with the frozen vocal cords and stuff. He was he smoked a lot. We I think don't throat cancer. You think? I don't know if maybe, he or... maybe was battling something like that or. I don't well, know. if he passed away too in his sleep, and that that tells me there was yeah, something going on that you know. At least that's that's just what I, I'm not medically minded. And if so he was I having no throat idea, problems, but... maybe it was even something like like sleep apnea. You know what I mean? Could be anything. Yeah, we're speculating. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we, do that, we have but... no idea. Um, anyway, though, yeah, so... that was that was a big a big loss for Detroit. It was yeah, a, yeah. a total Huge bummer. Loss. Um, Super funny guy and amazing radio host. I agree. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace, Mike Clark. Uh, you will be missed. Absolutely. All right, let's get to some horror news here. Um, this is uh, the name of the game this week is speculation mm. there's lots of speculative <laughs> news um first off starting uh danny mcbride and it sounds like david gordon green did it too and they didn't specify uh danny mcbride though for sure did one of those reddit uh ask me anything mm. and he was talking about uh, which other franchises would he like to be uh other franchise franchises would he like to see <laughs> franchises uh, be given the soft reboot which is basically where you you go from the original movie and then on from there. Like you ignore with, everything else. Yeah, that's what the soft reboot is. Okay. Um, and he said that he would love to see Phantasm mm. be given that because they kind of went off the rails, I guess, after the first. I haven't seen the whole franchise, but supposedly they went kind of off the rails. And uh, he spoke a little bit about that or whatever. And so it's like, I wonder if he wants, if if maybe that was a, a little clue, perhaps, you know, a little little taste of what he might want to do after this so that's, and you know Halloween, so that is strong speculation, strong speculation. <laughs> but um you being that halloween is they're projecting a hundred million dollar weekend mm. that's insane mm -hmm. so and the first the first reviews are coming in and they're they're coming in hot they're coming in hot they're pretty positive so um so they're gonna be able to do whatever the fuck they want after this yeah um now david gordon green his response he was asked the same question and he had he said two that were way more up my alley. Mm -hmm. um, first off was was Ghoulies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ghoulies slash Critters. Okay, I would love to see a David Gordon Green directed, Danny McBride written Critters movie. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that'd it's be comedy awesome. and it's just like perfect. Yeah, you know? that'd be great. But then he also said that he would love to see the soft reboot <clears throat> treatment given to Sleepaway Camp. Oh, which I agree with wholeheartedly because if anybody's ever seen the Sleepaway Camp the entire series. Two and three, and four. Uh, the they they made another one way later on, um, but like two and three, really really went off the rails. Like one had I'm not even going to say what the ending is because if you haven't seen it, that's one spoiler. I'm not going to spoil, <laughs> but it has like the craziest ending ever. Mm -hmm. And the way that they picked up with two with uh, Pamela Springsteen, mm -hmm. uh, related to Bruce Springsteen. Um, the way that they did this, it didn't really follow that story, really. Like, they, they changed it to where she was full-on that. Yeah. <laughs> is, all, is all we're going yeah. to say. Um, I always thought that it would be a way cooler story to continue the the killer as right. that type of how we knew it, yes, How we knew yes. Angela at the end of the yes. first Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to be vague. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to give it away. <laughs> Um, and so I think that's a perfect candidate, but mm -hmm. it was never, it was never like crazy popular. So really getting a studio behind that would be difficult. Getting anyone behind it, I think would be difficult, but yeah. I would absolutely kill to see. Especially with the type of money that studios are going to want to throw at them. But it's a hot topic right now. So, I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I want to say something else, but I feel like it would make it too obvious, so yeah. I'm not going to, so, but yeah, we'll talk about it off Yeah, here. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, moving on here. <clears throat> um, in Speculationville, um, John Carpenter teased a little something 
which is pretty uh, pretty exciting. I'm actually going to read uh, from Bloody Disgusting. They they put this up on uh, on their website. Uh, John Carpenter sat down with uh, Den of Geek, a uh, website called Den of Geek. And um, the idea of re... Uh, I'm just going to read this off of the, the release here because it's Go for it. better than what I can do. Um, the idea of refashioning uh, of They Live was presented to Carpenter. And his reply to the question was mighty interesting. Carpenter answered, well, I'm not going to tell you about that because it might be closer to reality than you think. Really? Now, Carpenter has said this now about doing a TV show based off of Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. He's talked about doing, um, well, there's Big Trouble in Little China that's coming out, which he fucking slammed. Uh, <laughs> but but not, now there's this that he's talking about uh, doing. So it's 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 interesting. Um, he brought up that, uh, the interviewer then brought up uh, a remake that had been in development at one point, to which Carpenter replied, there was a feature film, and it was a feature film called Resistance, written by, oh, the guy who did the Apes movies, Matt Reeves. But then he moved on, and so the sequel is, well, we'll see, we'll just have to see. Hmm. I'm assuming he's talking about They Live Still, so... Speculation is the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's always so vague, though. He really, really, really is. You know, that, I think I think it's I, it, it, more so than trying to be mysterious. I think it's just so that he can leave himself and, an out if he needs it. In this current <laughs> like political social climate, though, right now, though, yeah, that movie is ripe for yeah. for a reboot, mm-hmm. reboot or soft reboot, whatever they want to do with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I think we're right on for it. Um, Let's see here. Okay. Uh, wrong Turn is getting a remake. Really? The Wrong Turn series. Okay. Um, Sounds like a wrong turn. Uh, <laughs> right? So, so I have um, I have been uh, unfortunate enough to sit through all of the Wrong Turn movies uh, relatively recently, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, they're terrible. They're, um, <laughs> wrong Turn 2 was amazing. That was Joe Lynch's that one was with, debut. That one was with Henry with Rollins, With Henry Rollins. Right? The movie's amazing. But now, everything do you, after now that... do you only say that because it was no, helmed good. by no, no, no. Joe Lynch? It is legitimately okay. good. I'm a, I, I agree with you. But and kind of because Just of knowing Lynch. what a fanboy of Joe Lynch you are, I would... I would... Uh, I would venture a guess that no matter what he does, you're going to be a fan of it. There was one, I want to say that it was four, that took place in the snow. And I loved it because it was like the closest thing that we'll ever get to like a Jason in the snow. Like a horror movie... In the wintertime, like, I don't know. Hold on to hope, man. I know, right? Well, maybe guess, maybe someday. I got some news on that, oh, too. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, though, but uh, the, the nice thing about this, though, is that uh, the remake treatment is um, uh, series creator. Um, I didn't write his name down because I'm an idiot. Wow. Well, the guy that, that made the series is writing the remake. There, there's the one thing that's not speculation. <laughs> is Mike is an idiot. <laughs> the uh, series creator, though, is coming back to pen the script. So oh, that's cool. So cool. at least it's like the original blood that's coming back to do it. Somebody said something pretty funny. I think it was in uh, the Do You Love Horror group, and uh, I thought it was pretty funny because this, this news broke, and uh, there was a discussion about it, and somebody said, uh, <laughs> how, many, how many wrong turns do you have to make before you get it right? Pretty, oh, pretty clever. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we talk, I said there was some Friday the 13th news, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to get to that. Um, so uh, Larry Zerner, who played Shelly in Friday Part 3, yep. uh, he's the one that became the entertainment attorney. So he's been weighing in a lot on this whole lawsuit business, making sense of things. Right. Um, he just recently said and uh, pointed out that um, Horror Inc., Sean Cunningham's company, has until October 31st to file an appeal, ironically Halloween. Um to file uh, an appeal to for, against the suit where they awarded Victor Miller with the rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they don't file an appeal by then, it like likely points to the fact that they've maybe struck a deal and they're going to move forward. And uh, so he was saying that they have, they have until then. Literally about two hours ago, I just read a news update. 
Sean Cunningham has filed an appeal. Really? Which sucks because now it's, gonna it's going to be at least for... two years. Uh, Zerner says at least two years, more likely three to four years before this gets sorted out. And as he says it, he goes, Horror Rink really doesn't have a good shot at winning this. You know, so maybe maybe they tried to work together, or at least uh, Cunningham tried to work with Miller, but Miller has been very non. Uh, he doesn't want to work with them. Like they, yeah. they've been silent on it. So this this just sucks for Friday fans. So this is the old uh, unstoppable unstoppable object versus immovable object kind of thing. Like you, yeah, they're they're much. just deadlocked. Pretty much. Which sucks. So. So if you're a fan of the Friday franchise and you're hoping for something soon, you're not going to get it. And if and if if I'm being honest, Victor Miller's a fucking idiot. With how big Halloween is going to be at the box office this week, mm-hmm. getting another slasher movie in theaters would be nothing but a gold mine for him. And he's just not he's just not playing ball. Uh, I don't I I I feel like cuz Vic, Victor Miller is kind of the one who's in the right in this whole thing, isn't he? No, well, Victor Miller, Vic, yeah, well, right or wrong, it doesn't matter. They can work together. Like, yeah. he, he won his rights. He got right. the rights. So that's what he wanted. That he right. was mad because, technically speaking, he wasn't like an employee, and it was his idea. Right. And so when the rights reverted, he wanted his rights back. That's fine. Yeah. But work with them and make another movie. Like you'll, you're you're sitting on a potential gold mine with how big this new Halloween movie is. <clears throat> Slashers are going to be a hot commodity for at least a little bit. Yeah. Strike while the iron's hot. Like you're an idiot for not playing ball. Mm. He could probably. To get like, like, Sean Cunningham would probably, and this is again speculation. <laughs> Sean Cunningham would probably bend over backwards just to strike a deal so that they can make a movie and and get this moving forward again. Right. And he's just not playing ball, mm. so I don't get it. it it's crazy yeah. to me. I mean, there, I mean, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we have no idea. Oh yeah. About so it's it sucks. Yeah. Basically, basically, who's losing out on this whole thing is the fans. Us. It yep. sucks. Yep. Um, so the so this is just fun news. I mentioned last week that uh, Rambo Five has been retitled Rambo Last Blood. Mm-hmm. Now, originally, before Rambo Last Blood, there was another movie that was supposed to be a Rambo movie, and it was called Rambo Five Hunter. Okay. And this was a movie that was it was actually being adapted from a book that Stallone had the rights to, mm-hmm. and it really it literally would have been Rambo. Against supernatural beast man. <laughs> what? It's literally about like a monster in the woods, and Rambo was going to fight it. So it's 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 Rambo versus Predator. Basically, yes, <laughs> yeah. basically, right? Um, they 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 axed that idea and in favor of a more standard Rambo movie. Yeah, good. However, Hunter, because we all know how Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull went. However, Stallone is making. The 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 point zero 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 one percent of the population that wanted that movie, me, very happy because they are moving forward <laughs> with making Hunter as a st- its own standalone movie. You want to see him fight a supernatural beast man? It's its own standalone movie, but it is set to star Sylvester Stallone. You want to see that though? Yes. Not not as a not as a. Not, Fuck you. Not as a... Uh, so it's not going to be a Rambo no, movie. No, it's not a Rambo movie. Okay. I said it's its own standalone okay. movie. Yeah. Now I'm okay with it. If it was going to be a Rambo movie featuring a supernatural beast man, not into it. Are you, you, can't, you can't picture Rambo just standing over like the, the corpse of a beast and be like, it's not over! It's not over! <laughs> I can picture it and it's bad. Yeah. That joke twice in two weeks. <laughs> Killed every time. Yeah, you need, you need a new joke. <laughs> All right, um... Oh, this is super interesting. Uh, what's new on Blue, baby? Oh, hello. 
Uh, a couple short years before becoming an international sexy, sexy sex symbol, a young Bradley Pitt starred in a late 80s high school slasher called Cutting Class. Have you ever seen it? No. No, neither have I. Well, last week, Vinegar Syndrome announced a brand new 4K restoration 30th anniversary Blu-ray release that will hit shelves on Black Friday. Uh... This release will boast a completely uncut version of the film, as opposed to when they put it out on DVD, it it said that it was the un, unrated version. Yeah. But apparently it was actually the R, the MPAA R-rated version. Okay. So this will have the actual uncut version of the of the movie. This gets a little wonky, too. Let me explain it to you. Okay. Let Please me break, do. Let me break this down for your Please simple do. mind. Please do. So, to commemorate this release, Vinegar Syndrome asked five of their favorite artists to design slipcovers based on their favorite kill from the film, which I think is pretty cool, and you can see them on uh, Bloody Disgusting. They all look really awesome. Um, these covers will be available in a, in, a, in a package called Killer Covers of Cutting Class. Uh, and if you want to get your hands on that, that like all-inclusive package, it will only be available for purchase during their flash pre-order that is taking place October 19th through the 21st. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, at 9 p.m. when it releases on Sunday the 21st, then you've got a couple hours to jump on and grab one of these all-inclusive killer covers of cutting class There's packages. There's usually at least five people. Yeah, and those five, and those five people are gonna luck out. Um, which, well, hey, lesson learned for the other people who wait a, like a day to listen to our podcast. There you go. Make our podcast more of a priority, and you'll be able to get this all-inclusive package, right? Make the Buzzkill podcast great again. <laughs> um, so that's that's only available during the Flash pre-order. And then after that, you'll be able to get the individual slipcover versions uh, during their Black Friday sale. Okay. Uh, and this is strictly a Black Friday deal. So Vinegar Syndrome actually said that uh, you'll be able to get the the slipcover. You'll be able to get the individual slipcovers during the Black Friday sale. And then after Black Friday, they will literally shred the rest of them. Seems like a dick move, kind of. Are they playing <laughs> off the Banksy art installation? Is that what they're doing? No, because the Banksy art thing, that person still gets to keep it. That's true. He did come out uh, recently, too, and say, I think it was just like yesterday or today, and say that that, th- that went wrong. It was supposed to shred the entire thing. And it's like, kind of cool, though, and that it fall did. out the... Bu- it's kind of cool that it didn't, though. You know what? You know what kind of bothers me about that is now they're saying, they're saying, this is actually worth more now that it's shredded. Oh, sure. Because because it's literally it's a snapshot of one of his things. Like, it's, it's kind it's, of it's literally it's a one of a kind thing. It's a half shredded version of a Banksy, and it it was him pulling a practical joke. I get why it's worth more now. I just think that's stupid. I I like it. I'm usually I'm usually with you on those things. I actually kind of love it. I like his practical joke, and and for him it's good because it's more success for him. Yeah. But just I I don't know. If, like if art art people art people bother art people, me. Art people watch the movie Exit through the Gift Shop and art people oh, will seen really it. bother you. Yeah, I've seen that, it. That asshole that basically took over the documentary. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so, Banksy, so. <laughs> so anyway, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that's it for cutting class. I actually really want to watch this movie yeah, because so the kills look cool and it's got, like I said, it's got a young Brad Pitt, sexy man beast. Yeah, Brad very Pitt. sexy. Very that's sexy. actually that's actually who Sloan will be fighting, the man beast Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> He'll just be playing Tyler Durden again. Uh, all right, any Evil Dead fans in the room? Uh, no, no. 
Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll skip this one then. <laughs> All right, guess what? What? Uh, I have to buy a 4K player. Ashley, Ashley Joanna Williams is coming to Michael's home for a, what is it, 24th time? Uh, probably close to like 50, but yeah. What? Really? Uh, you actually counted them one time. What yeah, was it, 32? I was like maybe in the 30s. So 40s, like a, thir- like a 30, 30-second time. Yep. Uh, in a brand new 4K Ultra HD combo pack of Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn from Lionsgate. Uh, aside from it being another Evil Dead release, another incentive for Mike to buy this one is because it comes with a brand new, never-before-seen 52-minute featurette called Bloody and Groovy Baby, a tribute to Raimi's Evil Dead 2. And it's... I watched... Did you watch the trailer for it? No. There's a trailer for it. It's a really awesome trailer. Is it? Like, it's actually probably one of the best Evil Dead trailers I think I've ever seen. Really? Um, and at the end of it, they talk about this, these new interviews. It's with like all the horror big guys, like Del Toro, and like uh, I, I, he's the only one that's coming to mind right now. But like, <laughs> all the horror big no, guys. No, there's there's a list. Del though. Toro. There's a list of like and all, all the these, other ones of all these huge horror directors yeah. though, that just talk about the influence that these this movie had on them. Right. And it's like, God damn it! Like I don't own a 4K TV yet or a player, and the only I have a feeling. The well, Blu-ray, the Blu-ray that comes with it, is not going to have this on it. My guess is that the actual Blu-ray disc is going to be a repackage from the new Blu-ray they just put out with the exact same cover art. That's going to be the Blu-ray disc. The 4K disc is going to have the extra feature on it. Damn, wait, artsy people. My guess. Damn, artsy people. <laughs> They're damn. like, hey, let's re-release something. We'll put yep. extra never-be-seen force, never-before-seen stuff on it. This is, and now you got to buy it the, again. And, and the first hell. time you open it, it explodes, and then it's worth more money. Again, this is speculation. Now you buy a new TV. <laughs> um, speculation, wait. but my guess is that that's how it's going to be. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm ignorant about this stuff. Will a, will a Blu-ray player not play a 4K no. disc? No. It won't? No. You need a 4K player. What? It's a different decoding. What a racket. Yep. Sure oh is. Oh, my gosh. At least the best of my knowledge, it doesn't. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you are. No. Because no. Like, because a Blu-ray player plays DVDs. No, because it comes... No, because that combo pack comes with a 4K and a Blu-ray. If mm. you could just put a 4K and a Blu-ray player, you wouldn't need both discs. So, yeah. No, it doesn't. It's a, diff- it's a different decoding. It's, it's like a DVD and Blu-ray combo pack. It's a... Yeah, and they come with... A DVD and a Blu-ray. Right, but you can put both of those into a Blu-ray player. Well, yeah, because you're because you're going from you're going from you're upgrading at that point. You can only put the worst one in the better one. You know what we should do is make you know? a, we should make a movie. It's like you can play a Blu-ray <laughs> in a 4K Blu-ray player. We should. But you can't do the newer one to the older technology. We should make a movie and then we'll release a combo pack and it'll have a 4K. A 4K and a beta. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have Amazing. both. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, anyway, that's going to hit shelves on December 11th. And that's it. That's yep. all. That's all for blues, baby. All right. Um. So, any um any Smashing Pumpkins fans in the house? No. Just just me. Just Never this, heard just of this guy. So this is exciting. The only reason that I talk about this is because it's decently horror themed. Mm-hmm. They just released a new music video for uh, their uh, a new song off their upcoming reunion record, mm-hmm. which uh, sounds like their old stuff. It sounds like 1979, which is like one of my fucking favorite songs ever. Um, it's called the song is called Silvery Sometimes uh, in parentheses Ghosts, Ooh. and uh, it's it's a cool video. If you have, if you're a fan of the Pumpkins, check out the video. It's them so, stuck in a haunted house. So my old wait, is that the name of the song or the name of the album? What's that? The Silvery, Silvery Sometimes that's slash the name of the song. Ghosts. That's the name of the song. Oh, okay. 
But uh, yeah, I was saying no, no royalties to you. I was, I was gonna <laughs> say I'm gonna sue their ass. But uh, it's it's basically the pumpkins are stuck in a haunted house for a for a uh, TV charity thing. Like, can they last the all night in the house and it's haunted? Oh, that's cool. And the TV host is Mark McGrath. And the reason <laughs> that I love it is because when I saw them on the Shiny No So Bright tour, the newest one, Mark McGrath oh. was the narrator of the entire. Uh, tour like he would pop up in between songs on the screen right yeah yeah it, cool. was, it was really cool so he's so they uh, were setting it up for this whole thing that's, yeah, yeah. that's it, cool. it was pretty it was pretty cool um anyway my last bit of news here is actually about the child's child's play tv series mm-hmm. the chucky tv series uh and um don mancini now has gone on a record to say that the child's play uh tv series is literally going back to its roots in the sense of child's play which means children it's going back to kids playing with a creepy doll and exactly what the original movie was. Right. And uh, the end of Cult of Chucky uh, had a bunch of characters and storylines set up specifically for the TV show. So it directly ties into it, which cool. is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. I mean, there's a lot, been a lot of talk about the remake coming up, which let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Um, but, yeah, so this Chucky TV series, though, is uh, it's set to be it's set to be tits, James. <laughs> It's set to be tits. And that's the last word from Michael. And that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and that's the rest of the story. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up with your stupid fact of the day. So because of the rotation of the earth, an object can be thrown farther if it is thrown west. Is that true? I, I mean, don't know. I feel as though it's that on would the be... internet. It must be true. I feel as though that would be almost unmeasurable oh yeah you know what i'm saying like how how tiny that little bit would be but so on like a microscopic level i could see it so if you were standing at the very rim of our flat earth does that mean uh because the the out the outer portion of the disc is spinning faster like a record right you would be able to throw something like a mile uh, uh, that, yeah. that, that's probably correct right. but what happens if you threw it on the backwards would it just go underneath it and would come hit, out the it other would side? hit you in the face it would, yeah. Would if you hit. threw it backwards, and our flat, our flat, our obviously flat Earth sure. is spinning this way, it would come back and just hit you in the face. It'd be like mm. spitting into the wind because the Earth spins so fast. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. These are these are all facts, people. You can look it up. Uh, yep. There's there's plenty of websites that explain how the government is fooling you and. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded legit there for a second. I was like, if someone was listening to this for the first time, they think this guy's for real. Oh, he is. Oh, I, oh, love, right. I love flat earthers. I actually want to sit down and have a beer with one sometime and just pick their brain. There was a flat earther on, uh, I think it was Jericho's podcast, uh-huh. and it's just infuriating. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And Jericho buys halfway into it because yeah. he's kind of a conspiracy nut. Like he just entertains the guy by being like intrigued and like mm-hmm. actually asking him, like I'm going into this with an open mind. Convince me, like that kind of attitude. But this guy's just fucking nuts, dude. I hate how cocky they are. They're like, uh, it's it's pretty obvious. You know, you can see it. It's right there. It's pretty. There there are no. Well, they have to be. There are no actual <laughs> pictures of the Earth from space. This is a composite. Uh, I tried to I tried to shoot my own rocket into space from my house. Didn't work. So obviously, uh, the dome. <laughs> The dome knocked it back down to earth. The, the proof is right there in the front of you. The proof's there. Look, open your eyes. Pretty obvious, look. sheeple. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, boom, that was the news. Yes. All right. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to 
We're gonna be more animated. We're gonna be oh oh no. Oh, <laughs> Dude, we saw. We saw. Give me some skin, baby. Are you bringing that back? Because that's the second time you did that to me in this past week. Yeah. I like it. That's good. All right. Let's do it, boys. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. I got so, but I'm not a station. I got so, but I'm not a station. I got so. I was coming in with the high one, you guys. I got so, but I'm not a station. Oh, I stayed. Well, you fucked it up that time. All right. So the first movie we're talking about this week is Soul Station from 2016. It's funny because when you say it the way that we do with the emphasis that we say it, it almost sounds like a, (laughs) it's like Soul Train. It's like Soul Train. Everybody aboard the Soul Station. Or Soul Plane. Soul. you see that with Snoop Dogg? Soul Plane? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Is it good? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Soul Station. Damn it. This freaking. Oh, there we go. This update on the iPad, it's uh, Mm. just just calm down. Mm. No, it's just you used to be able to swipe up from the bottom to get to your control center, and they changed it to where you have to swipe down from the right corner. Why, I have no idea. It seems like a completely arbitrary change, but uh, it it keeps messing me up. Anyway, (laughs) Soul Station from 2016. Several groups of people try to survive a zombie pandemic that unleashes itself in downtown Seoul. So this was directed by Sang Ho Yin, who did uh, Train to Busan. Now, Mm -hmm. this movie is a prequel to... Trained Basan, even though it's not really. I mean, I guess it kind of is. Um, I expected this to be more like 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 saying showing where the pandemic came from, and right. this, it really didn't. Which they kind of. Uh, it's been a while since we watched Train to Basan, but did they? They kind of explained it. It's didn't it start at the, the like the power plant or yes. whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So this really this actually jumps into it where people are already turning into zombies. Yeah, like, I had read somewhere, and I don't know how true this is because it was a it was you know what it was it was an IMDb review. That somebody put up. So take take it for what this is worth. Mm-hmm. It's the only place that I read this. This person though claims that Soul Station was actually made years before Train to Busan, but it never got released because they didn't think that an animated movie in theaters would do well, so it got shelved. And it wasn't until he did the live action version, which was Train to Busan, mm-hmm. that they released this mm-hmm. uh, a year after or the same year, whatever it was. So I, I that. That's again speculation. It's the name of the, it's the word of the day. Yeah, because I don't know if that's true or not, but it would make sense. This actually seems like it could be more so. A it seems like Train to Busan was a remake. Of, it seems like Train to Busan was a remake of this. Oh, it's yeah. a father trying to find his daughter, and there's a zombie breakout going on, mm-hmm. and like it really, there's so many parallels between this and Train to Busan, except for one parallel, What's or except that? for one thing that's not a parallel. What's up? Train to Busan was good. <laughs> you didn't like this? I didn't. You didn't like it uh, at all? Okay, okay. That, that's, that's a bit unfair for me to say. Um, I did like it. I just... It, we'll take you back. just like to contradict no, yourself. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I was. I just was very underwhelmed by it. Yeah. It was very meh. 
Like yeah. when I when I watch animated films, I like them because animation is supposed to be a little bit outlandish. It's supposed it's cartoons, you know. Yeah. Like I've never been a, a big fan of very realistic animation. Mm-hmm. And now, now, granted, that has no bearing on how good or bad this movie is because mm-hmm. that's purely just a personal preference. Yeah. So, but um, for me personally, though, I just I would much rather have watched this in a live action, which I did with Train to Busan. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's like right. it's never going to be better for me. I like the I like the story sort of some of it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but um and and quite frankly it was a very sad story. It was a very it was a downer movie. Yeah. Like a really downer movie. Yeah it was there's nothing redeeming about it really at all as far as like characters getting their comeuppance except for the very, very end. There's a little bit of a comeuppance at the end, but yeah. Um, well, it, there was a, a the twist got me. Did you? Yes, the twist. There was there was two a twist like right in a row that really got me. Uh, oh, I'm assuming that you're talking about the the demise of one. Oh character. yeah, oh yeah, I didn't see that. Coming. Followed, followed by uh, well, no, not followed by. There was there was one big twist, yeah. one big reveal, and then What's a, a twist. Demi- <laughs> What's a twist? And then a the demise of a character who you didn't really see it coming. Yeah. Um, but I I guess I I, I kind of agree with you. I uh, I enjoyed watching it. But I was also drinking a couple white Russians while I watched it, so that's always <laughs> enjoyable. Um, but should have been white Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> um, no, it was it, it was like you said, it was kind of underwhelming because it, you'd think that with with animation they would just they would just go for it, just yeah. go over the top. But it was kind of like they just you you know those. Uh, what the hell is it? In Waking Life? In Waking or, Life. Or is it just called Waking Life? I think it's just called Waking Life. What's that? That movie where they, they essentially shot a movie and then they just animated over the actual live action movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It was kinda like that. It was like it it was like it was like you were watching a movie that was meant to be live action. Sort of, yeah. And then they it just animated it over like it. And so and and like you said, like with animation you can do whatever you want. It can be as crazy as you want it to be. It can be completely outlandish, and it was just—it was, it was, it was just sort of straightforward. Straight. Yeah, very, very played, very straight, and uh, which is fine. There, are, there are some people that will absolutely have no problem with that, and yeah. that's—and then, if, and if you're that kind of a person, then then take what we're saying for a grain of salt. Um, that being said, I will say this: I think that when you do animation that is like that. Um, you lose out a lot on actors' choices in portraying characters because you're basically just getting a lot of still images. When a character's not talking, and this is very indicative of um, Japanese animation, uh, obviously Korean animation. Like I think it's just kind of like an like a like an Asian animation kind of thing that I've seen a lot with, where when the character's not talking though, typically it's like it's just it's a like flat a still panel. photo. Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot. And I'm sure they do that in, in American stuff too, but it sure. looks different, so maybe it's not as apparent. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they do that a lot or whatever, and you lose out on a lot of like facial expressions and choices that an actor can make mm-hmm. in in that particular. Um, yeah, and and yeah. and there was there was a lot of stuff too that I don't know if it's. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it was like overacting for the sake of uh, covering up the fact that it's animation and mm-hmm. maybe you can't see as much of the emotion on people's faces yeah. and stuff like that. But watching Train to Busan, 
Train to Busan was amazing. Ama- yeah, I loved it. was it. a great movie. One of the best zombie movies I've seen yeah. probably ever. By the way, if you haven't picked up, picked up on this and you haven't seen Train to Busan, this is a Korean movie. A <laughs> uh, South Korean South movie. Korean yeah. movie and South Korean so. movie. South Korea, they... Their horror is just banger. Oh, it's man, so they make good. they make great horror movies. But uh, um, it, 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 I, I couldn't tell. Like, it seemed like people were overacting to compensate for the fact that you couldn't pick up on the facial emotions. Yeah, that's that's another thing that is indicative to a lot of like anime and stuff like that. Yeah, is is very much like I used to watch Dragon Ball Z back in the day. Now there's there's anime that is very over the top. That mm-hmm. is very you know. So I I like that that style. I'm not a big anime fan, but I always growing up like DBZ. Right. Um. And but you get that a lot though, even in stuff like that though, it's very over the top. It's very like bombastic type acting. Yeah. Which well, in and, a story and, like this though, it's it's kinda like a juxtaposition a little mm-hmm. bit of styles. Yeah. And um, it and it seems too like uh, it seems like they they vocalize emotions in a way that uh, you wouldn't see in a live action movie. Sure. Just because of the anime. Like it seems like there's no there's no silent moments. There was always pe- somebody going. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I'm like, just stop doing that. Like, just yeah. Just stop. There's gonna be a lot of people. Just that are let gonna it be, be. Oh yeah. There's I'm gonna sure. be a lot of people that disagree with us in this. Oh uh, yeah. I'm especially sure the people on people Rotten would. Tomatoes because this has a hundred percent. It does really. On Rotten Tomatoes. Now, granted, there's only twelve critical reviews. But even still, twelve out of twelve people agree that this was an amazing, hundred percent worthy uh, review. So talk, talk about juxtaposition then, because I'm sure that you looked up the I, the yeah, score for our next movie we're we'll talking get there, about. We'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like I said, this our our review of this is is going to be more based, I think, on at least this portion of it is based on personal preference and opinion rather than anything else. So let's get away from that. Let's talk about the actual movie and like what we did like about it and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the story is about um, this girl. Uh, her name is uh, her name is uh, Hyson. Is that her name? Hyson. Yeah. Yeah. He's he soon or Hyson. Um, yeah. The get, way that they getting... pronounced it was not the way that it's phonetically spelled. So I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. It's like Hisuna. Like yeah. they say, like Sunya at the end or something like that. It's, yeah. It's, it's anyway. We're, obviously, we're not good at this type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She's a young girl. Uh, her and her boyfriend. Um, what's his? What was his name? Uh, Bog. Kuhn. No, Q, I was like, where is it? I have it here. They didn't have any of the uh, Kiwong. Uh, Kiwong was his name. They didn't on IMDb. And there's the way, no cast listing, so you don't know who plays who. You don't know the names of them. So I'm kind of going on memory here. That's the Americanized version of because like, would you uh, say Kiwong? Kiwong. It's like Kiwuna or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you listen. We're stupid Americans. Oh yeah. Um, don't pay anyway, any attention though, to us. So so Kiwong and uh, Hui Sun. Uh, their boyfriend and girlfriend, or whatever, and uh, they're basically they're living in this apartment. and They can't pay rent, and he's you find a sh- out he's a shitty boyfriend. By yeah, the way, yeah, you find out pretty early on that he's literally pimping her out on the internet like to ba- pay rent. Well, so you pick up pretty on pretty early in you pick up on pretty early on in the movie that she was at some point a call girl, a prostitute. Yeah, and he uh, he was like her her, he sa- res- her savior he, he her. like it's kind of like he lords over her with that like yeah. he i rescued you i took you off the streets but basically what he does is he spends all of his time in net cafes doing whatever the hell he does and he's kind of gotten to the point where cuz he's a loser like he sure. doesn't do anything with sure. his life and he's she she wakes up one day and she goes to find him and he's at the net cafe making a profile online essentially pimping her out yeah and he's like, like literally pimping her right out. right and he, and he's saying well this is how we need to make rent 
Like, like, you need to do this. You don't need to sleep with, you don't need to sleep with them. Just wait until they're, just wait until they're in the shower and rob them and then we'll pay our rent. And it sounds like this isn't the first time that he's made her do this either because she said, I'm never doing that again. Like not, not anymore. This and that. Well, she was probably talking about her past. Because it, she was a call girl before when yeah, you first met her. Yeah, I took her. that as they've done this before, too. Though, like, he's done it before, too. Um, could could be either or. And he's just a giant piece of shit. So, basically, <laughs> she used to be a prostitute. He found her on the streets, gave her, like, love and shelter and was this great guy. And then he just, like, starts to completely degrade her by pimping her out and, like, smacking her around. Great boyfriend, right? stand-up stand-up guy that yeah, sounds um, about right this is another theme of the movie i understand that the movie is all about um how you put it before social injustice social injustice and yeah. this and that um but like i said aside from the very 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 end scene man this 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 girl does not have an easy go in this movie like no. she is she, no she goes from being being around her boyfriend who's trying to pimp her out to uh ending up in in a in a train station where all of a sudden, a bunch of zombies are running after her and a bunch of homeless people, and she kind of bands together with the homeless people. Then she... And ends up at the police station, locked locked up in one of the uh, one of the cages. Yeah. Um, but by choice. They do that so that they can stay away sure, from the sure. zombies. Um, by the end of the movie, <clears throat> she's also... Uh, by the end of the movie, she is passed out and getting molested. Oh, yeah. That got really weird. Yeah, that got heavy. It got real weird at the mm-hmm. end. Animation, by the way, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's real weird. Which is, it's I, I never like seeing that stuff anyway. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable to because, know that somebody actually it's a very, had to hand draw that. Right, is just weird to me. It's it's super. Well, it's it's I'd un, rather it's I'd un, rather it's draw... uncomfortable watching that stuff in any medium because you know when you see it in live action, it's always it's terrible because you know that there this is a reality for some people. Yeah, some people yeah. actually go through this horrible treatment. Like, I'd, uh, I'd rather know that somebody was drawing like tentacle porn because I know it's like not real. It's so fake, you know what I'm saying? Right? Like yeah. I would almost rather that because right. it's like less skeevy somehow <laughs> right. because you know it's not real. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's yeah. So it's she, fucking weird. So she, I mean, it's, it's obviously if you can't pick up on it, she's the the main focus of this movie, and Correct. you kind of you kind of follow her across the city. She doesn't know where she's going. She's just trying to make it somewhere that's safe. Yeah. Everywhere she goes, there's more and more zombies. Now, she also has her father looking for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her father sees the ad online for her being pimped out, and he, and basically someone calls him, tells him that they think they found her, and now it's his story. Uh, he eventually, she separates from her boyfriend, because her boyfriend's a piece of shit and leaves her, yet still this is like a love story between her and her abusive boyfriend. It, he kicks her out. He kicks he her says, out, yeah. He says, well, if you're not going to go be a prostitute, don't even bother coming home. And yet, the whole movie, she's like pining for him, which... Like, to me, and again, I'm not trying to get all social justice warrior here, but, like, to me, I'm watching this, I'm like, all this movie is doing is showing, like, that's, that this girl is completely weak and she has to depend on this asshole abusive guy, like, and she can't stand up for herself. Like, there's no, com- there's no like, like, standing up for yourself, fuck these guys moment in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's none of that. Right. Like, it's just her... Un- until the very end, but, but it's really not. But it's not. Her, it, it's like, still not a happy ending. It's uh. She yeah. turns into a zombie and she fucking eats a guy. <laughs> there, spoilers. Should <laughs> should have said spoilers before you said that. But I just um, don't want to beat around the bush anymore. That's the comeuppance. It's after she's dead. Does she get her comeuppance? Right. So when she's alive, though. Well, no, she doesn't get her comeuppance. No, Getting her comeuppance means that. Well, you, he does. I'm sorry. He gets right. his comeuppance. Um. But then, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier about the social injustices and stuff, 
it's it's pretty prevalent throughout the entire script like every every single time you hear uh, a conversation going on in the background it's always it's always homeless people yep. sitting on the ground talking about how they used to have a decent life and now the government is screwing them yep and there's they, they talk there's one guy who's talking about how everybody should have socialized health care yep so it's it's pretty it's very political. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's political. It's very relevant to what's going on uh, even in our country right now. Yep. And, obviously, and in the Koreas yeah, too. Yeah, obviously, sure. it, ma- it makes it evident that it's going on in a lot of places. Sure. So There's also someone that talks about how he worked his entire life for the government and they just fucked him over. Like, yeah. Like they, it's it's actually very. Um, I obviously South Korea is very different than North Korea. Mm-hmm. I I completely understand that. Um, but it's pretty outspoken on government. I know it's a democratic government over there, but uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty outspoken. Like you don't see a lot of that in a lot of, uh, at least that I've seen. Maybe I'm maybe I'm dead wrong on that. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like you don't see. I guess that. I mean, we uh, don't watch a ton of movies from from over there. Yeah, that's so true. It's, forget, it's, I forget I said that. That, it, that was it's, a it, stupid. It's hard to thing know to for sure, but like you said, it's. I we're pretty used to we're pretty used to cinema in our country just going ahead and talking shit about our government all they want because we have the the freedom to do so sure uh so it's yeah it kind of like i I said it kind of please anybody listen to us don't try to school us on like south korean uh uh government like like we i I know they're democratic and there are probably a lot more similarities than i'm giving them credit for i i know that yeah we 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 literally know nothing (laughs) about this stuff so we're just kind of it's all conjecture but um, speculation. speculation. It's the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode, uh, Vito's going to be calling us like all next week and just being like, "Guys, I don't, I, I like, I have to, I have to go to sleep and I have to work at some point in time. I can't be correcting <laughs> you twenty four hours a day." <laughs> um, there's a couple of really cool parts uh, in this flick, though. One of the parts where I seriously winced, and and to get me to wince at an animated movie takes a lot. But there's a part where uh, there's a character that is beating a zombie with the top of a toilet bowl lid, and he's just beating this person, right? There's the zombie. And then another one comes in, and he chucks the toilet bowl lid at the zombie, but he, like, spear throws it, so it's, like, long ways. <laughs> yeah. And there's a thunk sound yeah. that it makes when it hits the zombie's <laughs> head. And I was just like, oh, God. Well, because it hits him, like, directly in the, like, the mouth yeah. and nose area. And like you said, it was all in the sound. It really was, it was because like, watching because watching an animated character get hit in the face isn't really that much to that much to yeah. be freaked out it about. Is what but it is, is that yeah. sound. It was kind. Of, it was like a thunk sound, but also you could kind of hear like the wet meat packing sound <laughs> yeah. of his face caving in. It's like, oh shit! That was a pretty. It was pretty gnarly. Um, there's some other. Uh, there's there's another guy. Uh, um, there's another guy that, that she befriends when she's on the run. Mm-hmm. She befriends this older homeless guy. Mm-hmm. And I gotta be honest with you, that character got the feels out of me. Like yeah. that guy was so sad. Like mm-hmm. that dude was like, like there was a part where she's like, I just want to go home, and he stops or whatever. And he goes, Yeah, I want to go home too. I don't have one though. <laughs> and like yeah. he starts like bawling his eyes out, and he mm-hmm. like literally like it was like this this moment where I was like, I was like literally I was really feeling badly, not for like a cartoon character mm-hmm. but literally for an entire group of people as a whole because just, just the idea of people not having a home and yeah. you know well because you know that they've that a lot of people that are homeless have probably had that exact moment like mm-hmm. i just want to go home but right. i don't have like you know what i'm saying like yeah so this, this movie awful. really got me 
hating the way that people treat homeless people. I see it a lot, like at my job, and you know where I'm where I'm at in Detroit. Like we, you see a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And um, my job, I work for a church, and unfortunately, whenever you see homeless people, even around the even around a fucking church their reaction is to sweep them away like a fucking spider coming up on your porch mm-hmm. you know um and and, and 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 it kills me you know like i'm when i'm there by myself i typically let them just go let them like they're, they're usually fine they usually yeah. just want a place to sit down first yeah. like they're not hurting anybody it's... i can't stand the way people are treated uh especially in and around my area so right. like when i see when I see people like that in the movies or whatever, it kind of hits close to home a little bit because I've dealt with it. Sure. And uh, yeah, I had like a little moment. I'm watching this guy break down and I'm like, that's sad. Like, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why we're drinking hobo beer tonight. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> Except for this guy's homeless by choice. Listen, okay, there, there's <laughs> the theme can only go so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike, you should have actually gone and found a guy who makes his own <laughs> brew on the street. Um, if we're gonna do this, let's do it right. Sorry, I I, I apologize. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So this dad character, this is one of the big twists in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, this one we won't give away, right? Or will we? Mm, do you want to? Kind of, but maybe we shouldn't. Mm. Nah, I already gave away the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers if you're uh, sensitive to that. Spoilers. So the dad ends up not really being her real father. There's this moment where he comes in and the boyfriend's like, I brought your dad. Which up until this point was really confusing. Like suddenly the dad is like besties with the guy that pimped out his daughter. Like I thought that was really weird up until this point. Well, he was treating him like shit the whole time. Sort of, but. Hey, there, was times I he, there was times when he was using him as zombie bait. True. I probably would have beaten the guy to death though, like if 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 he, if right. he was pimping my daughter out. Well, that's that's kind of what made you. That's kind of what the the big twist comes at the end, and it kind of makes sense after that. Yeah. Because like you said, if you if you found this guy who was your girl's boyfriend and you found out that he was pimping her out, you'd probably beat him to death. Yeah. But this guy had ulterior motives sure. for wanting to get to this girl. He was not uh he was not her father. He was her her daddy, if you will. Like he was he was her pimp. Her pimp. And uh apparently she stole a bunch of money from him when she left. Right. And uh he was looking for that money. Mm-hmm. Um and at the end there's a really funny part where she uh he is uh like we mentioned before, she gets knocked out and uh he decides this is a good time to take start, advantage start of her. Start getting up on her and right. uh she dies in the middle of this. Oh. And he gets all emotional like he cares, but then it comes out, at least pay me back first. Yeah. It's just like, this guy is a piece of shit. Oh, jeez. This guy is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she turns into a zombie and eats his shit, and, you know, it's 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 a great scene. And he great get, way to end the movie, actually. And he gets his comeuppance. He gets his comeuppance. I actually, I actually like that uh, for all the animated carnage that you see earlier in the movie with, like, zombies ripping people's throats out and stuff yeah. like that. I actually really liked the fact that his death was shown through shadows. Like it wasn't, yeah. It was more. It was like more of a personal death. Like it was. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like I, I just because you saw it all throughout the movie. The other and deaths you, don't really mean anything. This right. one like meant something. This right. was like this was the the moment the entire movie was kind of building and, up to. And you see him getting torn apart, but it's just you see there are two shadows on the wall, and she's yep. just like rabid going at him. Yeah. Now. It's, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think tonally, 
I think totally the movie did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah. I think that it was it's it was very well made. It mm-hmm. was very, you know, this guy's this guy's done animation before. He's done um two other well received animated movies. I think wasn't he he wasn't trained to Basan his first it was his first direct live action. It was his first live action. It was his action. first live action, yeah. yeah. So everything he had done before this was animation. So this was totally in his wheelhouse. The guy knows what he's doing. Right. Um, and so for for that, I did like it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Um, I think, though, like I said, for me personally, the movie just didn't really work. I also, excuse me, think that, and maybe this is just me being a stupid American, whatever. Um, <laughs> I typically speaking uh, for foreign films subtitles all the way um however i will say that in certain and not even more probably more times than not in animated foreign films Mm -hmm. it's almost easier to have a dubbed version because the words don't match up to the mouths right and so it's when people are talking back and forth very quickly Mm -hmm. uh it's very difficult to figure out who is talking to who right uh at what time and I feel as though if it was dubbed, it'd be a little bit easier to get a sense of that. Um, and and when you look at, um, and especially when it's not your na- your native tongue, it can be difficult to separate people's voices. Right. You know, so that that would be my only other complaint. Well, and it's it's in, it's interesting because I I think this actually was if you look at um, it's weird the cast list on this on IMDb. It's there's, like there's literally nothing. Yeah. And then there's there's a, a bunch of south korean voice actors and then you have one uh german voice actor so maybe like in germany it was so it, they did dub it in version or they did dub it in german just not in maybe it just wasn't something that had that had drawn enough interest to do yeah, i have no idea an english version of it so i i did like the uh the father figure's name um did you see what his name was no i don't remember his name was suck you <laughs> I thought that was very funny. <laughs> like you suck backwards because that guy did indeed suck. Again, ignorant American thing yep. because it's probably a very. I'm sure it's a very real name. But... It is, but like I said, stupid me. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it for Soul Station. If, it's, if you um, want to watch, um, it was it was good for what it was. Uh, but just just didn't... watch watch Train to Sound though. Like if you're really looking for this. But better, right? Watch Train to Busan, right? So, and if you've already seen Train to Busan, maybe this is a good thing to, yeah, as a companion piece. Yeah, um, as with everything, I'd, I'd always, I, I recommend everything. Like everybody, everybody should watch everything. So, if you want to watch this, you can, uh, you can find it on Shutter. Sorry, there's two other things I wanted to mention. Yeah, really what's quickly. up? Uh, I did not expect to see in this Korean movie an advertisement for the coffee bean. Did you notice that? Yeah. In English, I'm one of the signs. Yeah, because they even... Did not expect that. Because there was one for Citibank, but they spelled it differently. Yeah. They spelled it S-I-T-I Bank. Yeah. So here's this American company that, like, has... It's really weird. There used yeah. to be a coffee bean in our local mall. It's the only reason that I know it. it I wonder if they. Actually, I wonder but... if they just called it that, though, because it was a very generic sounding name. But why would it be like, American? It just was... I don't know. Yeah, that was the weird thing. It was yeah, an American, that's... and it was the name of an American company. Like, it's very bizarre to me. Yeah. And then also, um, I almost wanted all of the people in this movie to die. <laughs> because whenever they would try to sneak up on people to hurt them, they would just start yelling. Or whenever ah! they or whenever they would, em- they would em- enter a room where they didn't mm-hmm. know there were zombies around, they would just start yelling. How many times I yelled myself at my TV, I'm like, shut up. All you're doing is you're... you're, you're 
getting attention to yourself. Right. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> um, anyway, those are my last uh, my last two things there. Yep. That's it so, for Soul Station. So let's go from a movie that had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes to a movie that has a whopping 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> which doesn't make sense to me at all, to be honest. So uh, it, it makes sense to me in that I've I've always, I, I don't like critics. Well, um, fair. Because they tend to be sort of full of themselves. And I'd, I'd say this is, this is a good example of that because uh, this movie that we're about to talk about is called Hell and Back. And it's a it's a it's a claymation movie from uh, was this 2015. Yep. Um, it's got a huge cast of very recognizable comedic very, actors. Very very big cast of them. Yep. Um, uh, it, 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 and it's not it's not I mean, it's a comedy and it's not meant to be serious in no. any way whatsoever. And it's full of it, shit it's potty and, humor, shit and piss jokes and fart jokes and cock jokes and tit jokes. It's just meant to. It's it's exactly what it's meant to be. Yeah, and, and it succeeds on every level of that. And then, granted, I understand that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but to to basically lambast this movie, I use it right, right? I yes. Use it right. Yes. yes. All right. To basically lambast. <laughs> Wait, this no, movie. lampoon. I think you're looking for the word Damn lampoon. It. Damn it! <laughs> to lampoon this movie the way that it was though, is just unfair. I guess lambast would work too. I don't. I don't know. I, it it, it, it just yeah, it's stupid it, to me. Like I like I said, that's why you. It's critics take themselves so seriously. Lamb lamb base is good. It means criticize hard. Ah, there you go. <laughs> to me, it was Fuck very you. similar to like a cross between Team America and the South Park movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly what it was. Yeah, that's actually. that's precisely what it was. And if you can't, I'm, if you can't watch that stuff and just this was a turn your brain off and revert back to your high school days kind of movie. And just like, and just allow the allow the dick jokes to wash over you. Let me read a couple of these Rotten Tomato uh, critics things here, real quick. Yeah, do it. Uh, from Jeffrey Anderson, who has two of them on here from two different magazines, apparently that he writes for, okay. which I think is completely unfair. Um, <laughs> emerges with not one single laugh. This, I I this, find that hard to believe that he didn't laugh. Well, that entire movie. I have a theory because of the way that this guy looks. I'm actually convinced that he's a potato. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I think it would be very difficult to make a potato like a, a Yukon Gold in Idaho. What talking? The stupid looking potato. That's that's what he, that's what he is. So a fingerling, and a his fingerling next, potato. Because those things look stupid. His that that guy couldn't get a fingerling to save his life. Are you kidding me? Um, to, so here's his other here's his other review. It's a wonder how this stinker of a script, packed with foul language, sex references, and scatological jokes, attracted such a strong cast in the first place. And the finished film is no better. Like, come on, come on, come on. I, like like I said, can't you just? I I realize that you're a serious critic, and you you probably only like movies that were, you, yeah. like like the movies that were. Uh, up for the best academy award best picture yeah. except for shape of water because it was mm-hmm. a comic book movie yeah right uh other ones go on here to say a script like this should be destroyed upon receipts uh helen back is a far cry from something you would sell your soul for like i just don't get it like 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 
have a fucking sense of humor. Like, I, Actually, that one kind of makes sense. Helen Back is far from something you would sell your soul for. Well, okay. I wouldn't sell my it was soul still a for bad, it. It was still a bad review, but still. Yeah, I, like I said, I, this is just a bunch of people taking themselves way too seriously. Yeah, I, like, I 110% where, agree. Where are the guys who do reviews that are just like, yeah, fart jokes are funny sometimes. It's a movie about the devil wanting to bang an angel. Like, that's... <laughs> Yeah. That's what it's about. It's a movie about stoners who go to hell to save their buddy. Yeah. It, I, it, and all they do is talk about shit and piss the whole time. Okay. Let's it's, get let's let's it is, it is funny. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the no, imagination. But we were rolling that yeah. part. Like we were, like that part where oh welcome to hell. Like, like those were easily some of the best parts of the those movie. Those were the best parts but, of the movie. But they're so fun. Like for, for to say that this movie didn't have a single laugh, especially when you have parts like like I don't know, man. You, you Maybe know, you know what it is, because imagine if you ever watched a movie that was super funny, but you, you watched it by yourself the first time, and you know you got a couple of chuckles. Then you watch, and then it you watch group. it with a group of buddies, and you guys are just rolling on the floor. So you think these people? None of these guys have any friends. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the one. So they're just sitting alone watching uh, these movies. Do potatoes have friends? <laughs> Other potatoes. Other potatoes. See, I, I, I was like that a dollop with, with uh, Napoleon Dynamite. The first time I watched it, I shut it off halfway through. Uh, as did I. And then after hearing like all like the one-liners came out and everyone's quoting it, I watched it again. and I'm like, okay, this is I, I dig it. Yeah. And Anchorman, I wasn't really fond of that, and I love oh, Anchorman man. now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes, well, so sometimes not only is it you have to watch it with other people and enjoy it. But sometimes you just have to like give something a another watch. Or you got to be in the right mindset. And get know? in the yeah right mindset, and you got to kind of you got to kind of get a feel for because I've I've talked to a lot of other people who Napoleon Dynamite did the same thing. They're like, man, I fucking hate that movie, and then they watch it again and they realize that, oh, uh, this I'm su- like you're supposed to be looking at it a different way. Sure. All right. of a sudden, it's funny. Exactly. Yeah. So. Whoa, Whoa Michael, you okay? Okay, so let's see. Let's get started here. Uh, two best friends set out to rescue their pal after he's accidentally dragged to hell. That's pretty much uh, spot on for a synopsis. Good, yeah. Good job, IMDb. <laughs> so we talked about how this has a stacked cast, and it absolutely does. So you have The Devil, uh, played by Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saul Goodman from uh, uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. You have T.J. Miller, who plays Augie. Who doesn't know who T.J. Miller is at this point? Um, huge comic. Uh, he was from the Deadpool movies, uh, everything else. In that Silicon Valley show. Yep, yep. Uh, Rob Riggle is fucking hilarious, plays Kurt. So many people ha- hate Rob Riggle. I love Rob. I think he's hilarious. I think he's great. Maybe we're just, maybe we have, we, maybe we have bad taste, Mike. Or just awesome Or other taste. people are stupid. That's yeah. the one. All right. Fucking potatoes. Maybe you're <laughs> just not in the right mindset. Uh, Susan Sarandon. Uh, I can't believe they got her actually to be. She's like the one person in this cast. I'm like Susan fucking Sarandon, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, so she plays Barb the Angel. Uh, Danny McBride, who is uh, doing some small things right now, uh, he played Orpheus. <laughs> you have uh, Lance Bass played Boy Band Demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from here on out, uh, most of these people are just like the like bit bit parts. Bit, yeah, but well, not really. All... Uh, Mila Kunis also played oh, a, yeah. a big part. Yeah, Mila Kunis had a big uh, part. You didn't even mention Nick Swardson yet. Yes, I did. I started with him, didn't I? I don't think so. I think. Oh, you, I'm sorry. My, you started with Bob Oden. My um my page was on a different. <laughs> what sorry. an asshole. Yeah. But no, I mean if you if you run down this, I mean, if you're you have Jennifer like, Coolidge, John Farley, uh, Carrie Kennedy, uh, uh, David Kochner, Seth Morris, Michael Pena, Brian Posehn, Greg Proops. Uh, Paul Shearer, 
His name rhymes with poops. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in the right mindset. Yeah. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins. Like, there's so many H, comedians. H. John Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, Maria Bamford. If you like stand-up comedy, you, yeah. you probably know who most Which, of these people are because it, it was an entire cast list of, of stand-up comics. We watched this movie with the Wikipedia of stand-up comics, uh, good friend John. <laughs> uh, so, trust me, he knew all of them. Yeah. He's like, that's that person. That's that person. <laughs> he was good at popping about which, which, which is kind, which is kind of helpful at times because everyone's. I'm usually really good at picking out voices. Yeah. And for the most part, on on this movie, I, I I picked out most of them, but he came up with a few that we that I didn't have pegged. Yep. Um, so basically, these these guys, they're just they're three burnouts who work at this uh, decrepit old amusement park, and uh, and. One they of them find the Necronomicon. Yeah, basically, <laughs> they find this uh, this the the Book of Beelzebub, I think it was mm-hmm. called, and one of them makes a stupid like a really stupid blood oath for a mint. Like he asks his buddy <laughs> if he can have a mint, and he's like, "No, because every time I give you a mint, you don't give me one back." And he's like, "Okay, all right, I promise I'll give you one back." And they're like, "Do a blood oath." It's a very su- it's a stupid setup, but that's what it was supposed to be. It was yep. supposed to be stupid. He does a blood oath on the book of Beelzebub. He breaks the oath because he doesn't have a mint on him, and then he goes to hell. Uh-huh. So then his two buddies, Augie and Remy, had have to follow him down to hell, and fight demons and the devil uh-huh. to try and get him back. The most suave devil ever, too. Like, damn, I love. Actually, I really love that incarnation of the character because i've never seen the devil really be uh a, a dandy a, yeah like <laughs> like it was like it was like the big hulking big mean guy was like just like his like formal suit like that was his hell suit right really though deep down he's just a guy that likes having some cocktails a little devil's brew he's got to get a nice fitted suit on <laughs> he's he's a very nice guy like it's just really funny that version of the devil when he flipped into that suit and got in the slim self yeah he, re- he reminded me of a devil played in another, another movie did it what well, i can't it was the darkness and legend okay no the dark no like, his his big his big self that was like the darkness from no, legend. his head was still pretty huge but like the devil his... that wears the suit with the little the little napkin poking out of the pocket like, and, and uh is there another movie the, where the, the devil's like that so, something i can't remember what it is though like the joker maybe or something like that i don't know, I don't I'll, know. I'll figure it out the devil mike not the joker i'm just saying though but like, could that be what he's thinking like putting two characters i don't know I don't know. Al Pacino was pretty suave and uh, Al Pacino was Devil's suave. Advocate. But when he was big hulking Satan, though, like I'm like that's the darkness. Like, oh yeah, it looked for exactly sure. Like there's no way that wasn't at least inspiration. <laughs> I liked how his legs didn't change though. No <laughs> he was when he was when he was like his uh, his little suave self. He was a little tiny svelte guy. And then when he would grow into his giant devil self, his legs didn't change at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was like when it was like when Deadpool in Deadpool Two has the little baby legs. Yep. I thought it was funny. I'm um I'm also always super super fascinated and uh, impressed with claymation with the the craft of claymation. Now, granted, I understand now like, there's obviously digital probably helps a ton in that process. Right. Uh, but it's still you're making miniatures <clears throat> and you're literally moving miniatures around, and it's such an incredible process. So that's when I another. See a... That's another thing I was gonna say about the critics who were uh, just giving this so much shit is. If you don't like the story, that's one thing. If you don't like the humor, that's one thing. But you have to you have to at least give some credit to the people who made the movie to because the craft, yeah. claymation is it's a it's a it's kind of a dead art at this point. Like not a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. But the people who do do it are are amazing. Sure. And the amount of time and the like the tedious work that goes into 
you know, you move you move a couple of parts yep. and then click. It takes and move hours. A couple of parts. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes hours just to get like like 10 seconds worth of footage. Now, my guess is, like I said, I know that digital obviously aids in that process a lot. My guess is now they probably, they can probably animate the models probably digitally. So it's not so much of of move a hair click move a hair click i think that part of it might not be how they do it anymore no, no they still do with movies like this they do but this, they might not have to do as many though as my point like they could do like half the frames and then digitally flow them together mm. i don't i don't know for sure so maybe where like they could like take uh capture that image of where the mouth's open saying this word mm -hmm. or this phrase and you get it from the different angles all around the body and then you can just piece it in yeah maybe something like that yeah but after uh, i don't really know either i'd be fascinated to learn to after honest, you but. took off though we did there was there was one special feature and it was it, it, they called it the making of but it was it was like a making of trailer yeah and it was like two minutes and 40 seconds long and it showed some of the process of of actually making the thing and it was labor intensive it look, yeah, yeah exactly yeah so so, even, so like i said if, f f if you're gonna if you're gonna completely shit all over it for the the acting and the and the humor and all that you got to give some credit for the amount of time that went into it you know what i mean i agree it's still an art form yeah it and it's just i don't know the movie was fucking hilarious i'm, I'm still kind of flabbergasted by the fact that people thought this movie was like that bad like i just don't get it i mean granted it wasn't well received uh, it was. I, I think that in theaters, it just it it bombed. Like there's bombing, and then there's like like the atomic bomb went off. Godzilla came out and then destroyed <laughs> the film again. Kind of bombing, which is what this movie did. I actually, what kind of theatrical release did this even have? Because I, I I don't even think I heard about it. I I don't. Last week when you told us about it, mm -hmm. that was the first time I'd ever even heard about it. I the first time that I ever heard about it was walking through Best Buy, and it was for five dollars. Oh, really? And I go, this looks interesting, and I bought it. <laughs> Had you watched it prior to that? Nope, never oh, even heard right. of it. Never even heard of it. It was a blind buy, and I'm happy I got it. Cause... I mean, prior to us watching it together. Um, I had seen about half of it. Okay. I I put it on like when I was like falling asleep one night, so I was just like it was background noise. Um, it's just really difficult to do in a movie you've never seen. That was oh, a, for sure. That was yeah. a stupid choice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, point I'm, is, I'm just uh, just for a little reference here, I'm I'm looking up the the box office numbers. Yeah. Um. Opening, I don't know. How, I don't know what the budget was. It doesn't say the budget, but opening weekend was a hundred four thousand, oh, oh, and gross USA was a hundred fifty six. So yeah. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, that's that takes bombing to a whole new level. Um, and it's it's crazy. Like you, you like you said, it's crazy because it had a ton of like really recognizable people. You would think it. that people would be drawn to it based on the cast alone. Yeah. And maybe that's what they were counting on. I don't know. Well, sure. You have shows like Eastbound and Down that are huge, huge shows with like Dan McBride and stuff. And right. You have uh, Nick Swarston is is huge. Mm -hmm. Like Susan Sarandon obviously is huge. Bob Odenkirk is wasn't the biggest TV show ever in Breaking Bad. You know, like you have these names that are attached to to good big things, and this this just. Just could not do business to I'm, save his life. I'm guessing that's and Mila Kunis and so Mila I, like Kunis, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that's what they were counting on is that like star power bringing people in and then people would see it and think it was funny and yep. I wonder too if they did was it a national release theaters um, that I don't know maybe I they just did something smaller too you know yeah it doesn't say anything about the number of screens that it oh it does say uh, limited release mm -hmm. so so yeah probably small then if yeah. it wasn't national. Um, yeah, there was there was a lot of stuff that I I I I loved like I said love this movie a lot of stuff I liked I loved the um 
the souls in hell. They're like these, like the, what are the green suits called? Those. Uh, oh, the, uh, the the second skin or whatever. The... Yeah, they basically look like these, like like radioactive green glowing second skin suit wearing souls, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the demons were all like super fun. Like, hell looks fun. <laughs> like hell looks like it's a ball of fun. <laughs> kind of want to go and hang out with the devil. <laughs> That's that's my one takeaway from this movie. Yeah, I just, um, and the way they tortured people, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, push you over <laughs> or whatever <laughs> stupid stuff. It was just stupid funny. You yeah, know? like there was there was one more like a demons in the bathroom and there's just souls lined up and he's like wiping his ass with body parts and he's like ripping an arm <laughs> off and wiping his ass. Like, it's, it's just stupid. Like and it was funny. There were a lot of like there were a lot of silly jokes about um. Uh, like, cause, cause they worked at this, um, amusement park that was going under, uh-huh. you know, they couldn't make any money. And when they went down to hell, hell was the exact same way. Like the devil was stressing out the entire time because he had a bunch of employees, the demons who weren't pulling their weight. They weren't coming up with good ideas to, to, uh, torture people. Like the, you know, the pizza hut Taco Bell thing was, one of the, hey, you're being tortured. <laughs> like, because you can't get a fucking pepperoni pizza. I think my favorite, I don't know why, but the one that sticks out to me was when he, uh, oh yeah, let me get a, a soda. Okay, here you go. He takes a sip. He's like, spits it out. <laughs> it's flat. It's flat. <laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> so good. <laughs> there was one at the end where it was, uh, um... It was like a flight. A flight. It was an escalator. It was supposed to be an escalator, and the guy walks up to it, and he's like, uh, "So I'm. So this isn't working? No, no, it's not working. It's uh, it's broken down. You're gonna have to walk up it. So it's uh, does it does it go up for like a long time? Uh, no, I only made it a flight. Like I only made it one 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 single story. So it's so it's like uh, like twenty steps. Yeah, that's right. Welcome to hell. <laughs> it's like, well, this is uh. That's mildly inconvenient. <laughs> it's, so good. it's making me want to rewatch this it movie right just, now. It's it was so good. It was just stupid. It was funny. Like I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. If you if you have if you have like even the mild semblance of a sense of humor, you'll probably enjoy this movie. If you like this podcast, I guarantee you you will like that because, yeah, uh, because we're very very similar. Most of what we talk about is dicks it's, and it's, poop it's, and stuff. It's tasteless and it's. Not nearly as funny as we probably think it is. <laughs> Shit, that movie sucks. <laughs> well, I, I would say grab a few beers and watch it with a group of people. Absolutely. It's not like a, you're not going to sit down by yourself and like have a moment with this movie. Yeah, no, you I, know agree. What I, mean? I agree. The more people, the better. When you can get the whole room laughing and you're feeding off each other's right. like humor in it, right. that's exactly what it needs. Um, I will say one of the drawbacks is if it did feel like they were trying like they were trying too hard to pack too many jokes in cuz there were a few a few times where they probably could have just like like one joke was made and then they could have just written out the rest of the scene and just done the regular dialogue and then every sure. once in a while they would try and like do a few rapid fire jokes that just didn't land yeah that was yeah. that was one yeah, drawback that i saw to it there but was, other than that, I, I thought it was pretty damn funny. There was uh, one character, the character that uh, Danny McBride plays, uh, called Orpheus. <laughs> and I was reading online. I didn't actually know this, but it makes it even more funny. So Orpheus in in the movie was basically this, this guy that was in Greek mythology. He went to Hades to... Um, to rescue like his lover basically from like from from the clutches of Hades or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Greek mythology he always failed. Like he never actually saved her. And in the movie 
you know, Orpheus, like he was a legend. He's the legend. He's the one that can get everybody out of hell. Right. And then there's a comment that the devil makes. He goes, yeah, the stupid humans don't even know, don't even know their own mythology. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes it even more funny when you know that Orpheus is a complete loser. Like (laughs) he's not like what he's supposed to. I find that funny. Um, and his character, his character was, was friggin' hilarious too. Yeah, loved, loved, loved his character and his well, wife. Well, there's, uh, there's not, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot that I, I, I'd say Danny McBride's uh, style of humor is kind of an acquired taste. Like I, I know people who think that he's not funny at all. Like people who have seen Southbound and Down who just think like this is stupid. Potatoes, he's, potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> but man, I thought he was hilarious. I, I like the whole. I like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I do too. It's it's difficult to like review animated movies because yeah. like there's no like cool camera angles and there's no lighting styles and there's no like I mean I guess there I is. I mean there is but... like especially with claymation. Claymation to me is I I think people kind of take for granted the amount of work that actually goes into it. I agree, but you're not going to watch like an animated claymation movie the same way that you're going to watch like a Nicholas Winding Refn movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 a different it's a whole different breed. You know these animated movies. I think. Um, with claymation, granted, it's still like it's still a camera on something, whereas um, Soul Station was actual animation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no camera involved. Right. So I guess it's a little bit different in that respect. Um, but yeah, but they're both animated movies. They are what they are. Right. You know, like it's it's difficult to completely critique them the way that we do normally other movies. Right. Suffice it to say that it was pulled off well or it wasn't. Right. Um, even though the rest of the world disagrees, we thought this was pulled off very well. And the rest of the world or 12 assholes on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Uh, actually, <laughs> actually th- 11 assholes because one of them wrote two. Uh, and actually for Helen Back, it was um, uh, 12 people reviewed Soul Station. Oh. Five people reviewed Helen Back. Well, it's four <laughs> so, people because one guy wrote twice, no, right? Oh, oh yes. Good yeah. Good oh, call. So screw so them. Four people. It's weird that like even... This thirty-three percent audience score, though. That's, uh, that's higher. <laughs> that's that's higher. still bad. <laughs> I, it's it's weird though. Like for Rotten Tomatoes, you'd think that they would. Is that is that like a is is I don't really know how Rotten Tomatoes operates. Is it all freelance kind of? I believe so. You'd yeah. think that they would put more people on every movie just to get more coverage. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, I have no idea. How I don't really know how it works. So. I uh, I did kind of forget about the amusement park, mm-hmm. like towards the end. Once because you're in hell for a while there, yeah, and then they eventually do, you know, come back out and and go back to their amusement park life, and, mm-hmm. and all, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, they kind of use they 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 figured because they they said the book is going to be because in the book there's a picture of the devil and he's crying, and they kind of spin it into the whole Jesus on a piece of toast thing. Yep. They're like, people will travel across the world to see Jesus on a piece of toast, so people are going to travel to our amusement park to see the devil cry like a bitch. And they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they come out, and there's just, like, coinage everywhere around this book. People are just throwing money at it. They're all saying, they're all people just, like, kneeling down and throwing change down and saying, Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the book had actual tears coming off the devil. Uh, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. we mentioned that in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. have. I don't have too much more to say about this one. I yeah. thought it was funny. Like I definitely, I recommend it. If you're if you're okay with just absolute trash humor, and you like all these stand up comics, 
So if you're a That's trash some... person like we are. Yeah. I mean, we're tra- <laughs> we're garbage people. So uh, if you like us and you like our podcast, you'll probably, like Mike said, you'll probably like this movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, That's all there is to it. Anything else? No. I think that's all I got. All right, cool. All righty, boys. Well, uh, let's spin the old We're gonna spin the wheel, wheel of pizza so, death. So being that next week's uh, episode is going to essentially be our Halloween episode. Yeah. We have retrofit our wheel of pizza death. Right. Or wheel of death, death pizza. Death pizza. We, we got to get, get that down. We gotta I get think that it's down. Death, death pizza. Our wheel of death pizza has been retrofit for all Halloween franchise-themed picks. Yeah. So with that being said... Let's spin the wheel of Death Pizza. There's no sound oh, you again. You forgot to turn your sound on again. Got it. <laughs> Goes on forever. Oh my gosh. And uh, there it is. So we've, la- <laughs> so we've landed on another bad brew. Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, so we get to torture ourselves this, year, this week with watching Halloween Resurrection. Oh, oh yeah. So uh, With, we're gonna uh, we're gonna split it a little bit though. We're gonna split the episode because we f- we figured whatever we watch for next week, oh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about the new Halloween movie yes. a little bit because we're going to see it on Saturday. Well, we're not gonna give spoilers away. Yeah, that portion of the podcast so. next week will be completely spoiler free. Yep. But uh, so we'll talk about that, and then we're going to watch uh, Halloween, Halloween Resurrection. Resurrection and see if with, it's... With Busta. With Busta, <laughs> and see if it's the stinker that everybody says it is. Yep. I mean, I've seen it. Not recently. Oh, yeah, me I've too. Seen it's it, been a long time. I remember time. being bad, but Fresh Eyes isn't really as bad as... Yeah. Uh, we're older now. Maybe we can appreciate things a little bit better. Who knows? It's the right mindset, man. The right mindset. Exactly. Maybe we should all get together again and try and watch this one together. Why did you just make the ball diddle? This, the, <laughs> the, because, because we're going to be... <laughs> Tickling each other. Never mind. We'll put this movie in check. Right? Right? Uh, Yes. All right. Well, uh, that's it. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Instagram at The Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at The Buzzed Kill PC uh, and all third-party apps for streaming and stuff leave us comments on all of those places guess is a clusterfuck um <laughs> just leave because us, of you man <laughs> leave us um leave us 10 drops of the devil's brew that's what i want yeah and uh <laughs> 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 this did just turn into a clusterfuck. Hey, if you want to find J Raj, <laughs> you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Thanks for saving us there, Jay. All right. So this is uh, the Buzzkill Podcast saying, don't be a potato. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Try to have a good night. <laughs>